films. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of the Average Joe Films podcast. And I know this one is late. I haven't done a weekly films episode in two weeks, I think it is. But I've been really, really busy with a lot of different things. But as promised, you are finally getting a weekly films episode this week. And I've got three films to talk about. Um, so I'll just jump right into it with the first one. And this is a new one. It's The Peanut Butter Falcon from 2019 directed by Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz, and the plot goes like this. Zack runs away from his care home to make his dream of becoming a wrestler come true. Very, very simple premise. This is starring Zack Gotzigan, Shia LaBeouf, Dakota Johnson, John Hawks, and Yellow Wolf, of all people. <laughs> um, to start this off, I have to say, the character of Zack in this film, the main character, the I mean, it is based around him having Down Syndrome, and the actor, Zack Gotzigan, does have down syndrome as well okay so that's out of the way now that you know that that's going to be quite a big part of this film but anyway going into it it is actually a lovely little film which i think successfully blends the coming of age genre with like road movies because it's extremely simplistic in its scope it's about two friends um in this one zach gotzigan and shia labeouf's character they they have to make it from a to b by the end of the film which is about the road movie you know going from one place to the other and what happens along the way but it's also coming of age in the way that um zach like runs away from his care home he's done um being cared for by all these people and he wants to be his own person i think that's a very important message given that the main character does have down syndrome i think it's really lovely that they decided to do that um to add into its simplicity it's really simplistically shot as well i mean the cinematography does nothing out of this world but it's very appropriate for the kind of film that this is and going back to the cast they're all fantastic a particular mention has to go to zach gotzigan because he's tearing down barriers by being in this film by having a starring role in a film for a person with down syndrome is a very very big deal um, to speak about Shia LaBeouf, I've always been a fan. I've always thought he's fantastic, and this only reinforced it because he gives a very good, very emotional and nuanced performance. And John Hawkes is his slimy best. And I have to say, Yellow Wolf, very good at what he had to do in this film. I really, really was surprised with that. Um, the film does get a little bit far-fetched at times in certain things that happen, but, I mean, what work of fiction isn't far-fetched at times you know come and tell me a work of fiction that is totally totally realistic and everything's totally plausible and i'll tell you okay fair enough um but on the whole it's light-hearted it's tremendously easy to watch and it has a lot to say about how we do treat those with disabilities and it's just heartwarming and it doesn't try to be anything else and i did really enjoy it it was a very easy film to watch so that's the peanut butter falcon from 2019 moving on to the second film that I watched. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Just recovering from a cough. So, this is Ready or Not from 2019, directed by Matt Bettinelli Alpin and Tyler. Is that, I don't know if it's Gillett or Gillette. I haven't looked up whether the guy is French or not, but with a name like Tyler, I doubt it. So, this film goes like this A bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in laws for, force her to take part in a terrifying game. Um, so yeah, this is starring Samara Weaving, Adam Brody, and Mark O'Brien. And I watched this because it got some decent reviews. Um, we're kind of d debating with my friends what to watch. My girlfriend said, oh, let's watch this. I'd like to look at this one. So I said, yeah, fuck it. I got decent enough reviews to watch. 
Um, and I wasn't really disappointed with it, to be honest. The film has a ridiculous premise. I mean, if you've seen any of the trailers, that's not a spoiler. But the bride has to survive a night of deadly hide-and-seek in order to stay in the family. Basically, she's in this giant house with this rich family. They're all trying to find her, and she's hiding. And if they find her, they try to kill her. You know, it's it's wild. It's ridiculous. Um, and I have to say, the film is at its very best when it totally embraces the ridiculousness of everything. And by doing that, it becomes this jet-black comedy, which I was laughing a lot at points. But there are moments in the film where it kind of takes itself seriously and too seriously and that's when it lost me a bit but at least those moments they didn't happen very often like at all so it was good for the most part um it is very enjoyable i have to say i had a good time watching this one it is a very cringe inducing at times and i mean that because it does not hold back on the violence and it's very graphic in the violence it depicts Hence why I said jet black comedy before, because even some of the deaths in this are funny in the way that they happen. Um, and it honestly, it builds up to this ending and it is one of the dumbest and over the top endings I've ever seen. I did wish that it ended maybe a scene before it actually does when it was just totally balls to the wall ridiculousness and you didn't have a chance to breathe out. I loved it ended there. But it didn't, so... I mean, it didn't really take that much away from it. I still laughed a lot. Um, you could do a lot worse than watching this film. It's totally watchable. It's totally enjoyable. It is kind of like a high-grade B-movie, but if that's your thing, you'll totally enjoy it. And I'd say it's worth your time if you're in for some good entertainment. So yeah, that's Ready or Not from 2019. Moving on to this one. This is a very ominous one. And it's one I could probably talk for a little while about. <coughs> Excuse me again. This is The Nightingale from 2018, directed by Jennifer Kent. And the plot goes like this. Set in 1825, Claire, a young Irish co convict woman, chases a British officer through the rugged Tasmanian wilderness, bent on revenge for a terrible act of violence he committed against her family. On the way, she enlists the services of an Aboriginal tracker named Billy, who is also marked by trauma from his own violence-filled past. So, this is starring Ashling Franciosi, Sam Claflin and Baikali Ganamba. Um, so, there's a lot to take down in this film. I saw this film um, at a press screening at Venice Film Festival last year, and I was very excited for it because I loved Jennifer Kent's um, The Babadook, and most people thought she was going to make a horror film again. Um, she doesn't make a horror film again, she goes for a revenge drama, which is totally fucking horrific in what this film depicts like what happened the the everything in this film is just horrific i mean the name of the game here is bleak everything is bleak in this film the colors the tone the setting it's just made to be as dark and dreary and depressing as possible um i will talk about this because everyone who's heard about this film does discuss it Rape happens in this film because it was 1825 and the British were assholes. <laughs> um, there are various rape scenes in it. That's not a spoiler. You'll know in going into this film and some, some plot synopsis online do give you everything. But I don't like to do that. But anyway, speaking on the rape thing, it takes a lot of guts as a filmmaker to include rape in your film. And you usually receive some backlash and Kent received a shitload of backlash for including rape in the film. I mean, at the time at Venice critics tore this film to pieces 
and even claimed that Kent was using rape as a plot device. But I couldn't disagree with that statement more. The way Kent chooses to depict rape in this film is completely unexploitatively. It's ugly, it's brutal, it's very real, and it's incredibly uncomfortable to sit through. There are no glorifying angles displaying a woman's breasts or anything like that. It's just shit. <laughs> like, it, it, like when you see the things that happen in this film to anyone, and not just rape, even just acts of violence, you're just thinking the whole time, fucking hell, this is horrific. And that is an achievement. It's a massive achievement, if you ask me. Moving on to the cast. Utterly, utterly fantastic. I was never convinced of Sam Claflin before, even though I hadn't seen him in that much, but I was always just kind of like, yeah, he's a pretty face and whatever. But after seeing him in The Nightingale, I am totally, totally won over. I can't remember the last time I saw an actor portray one of the most abhorrent people on earth so convincingly. The character is truly, truly disgusting that he has to play, and Claflin is masterful in the way he does it. Um, Ashling Franchosi is brilliant as well, and her character has to go through so much emotional turmoil and so much physical um, display of acting. It must have taken a role on Franchosi herself. Like, I've even heard um, from behind-the-scenes stuff that it definitely, definitely did affect her psyche when she was on set. And a special mention has to go to Ganamba, who is fantastic in his debut performance as Billy. He really, really is, and he has a lot to do. Now, all in all, it's an extremely difficult watch. But I think, personally, it's extremely rewarding as well. It's not really a revenge story, I think, but it's more of a story how a friendship is formed through the most extreme of circumstances. The Nightingale. It's hard to stomach, it's gutsy, but it's honestly fucking brilliant. I, like, I, I really rate this film. It made my top 10 of the year last year. And I think it's utterly fantastic. If you think you can take on a film like this and come out the other side, I say do it because it is a really rewarding film and I honestly can't wait to see what Jennifer Kent does next. This is one of the bravest, bravest films from a fantastic female filmmaker and I think it really needs to be commended. And with that, we come to the end of the podcast. Um, I will be doing... Um, another weekly films episode on monday back to that as usual because i will have more time i know that i will have more time i thank those who are listening for being patient with me and for bearing with how busy i've been but yeah back to the weekly films from monday where i will have some new ones to talk to you about because i'm seeing knives out this weekend yay anyway until then i've been your average joe and i will see you soon